everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dear Emma Love Amy. Today we're talking all about how to be financially independent in college or in your early 20s. For a lot of people, this is the first time that they're out on their own. They're probably working and maybe saving up money, trying to achieve some goals in life, but also the first time that they've had to support themselves financially. A lot of people going straight into college even sometimes aren't supporting themselves financially, and then when you get out into the workforce, you're officially on your own, typically, and so it's really important to kind of develop these skills at a young age so you can be financially independent in college and in your early 20s and for the rest of your life. And it can be challenging, but with this planning and hopefully with these tips that I'm going to provide for you guys and habits, it's definitely possible to be financially independent. So here are just some tips that I have that I've kind of taken into account in my own personal finances that you guys can too to be independent during your early 20s and college years. So the first one is to create a budget and track your income and expenses and where your money is coming in and when it's going out. So this is really important because you can see how much you actually spend. I feel like when we go through life and we're just swiping our credit card or even now like Apple paying, you definitely don't realize how much you actually spend in a day-to-day basis. So when you are allocating um, funds for things like tuition, if you're paying your own tuition, or housing, or food, or transportation, it's really great to kind of see where your money is going in and out and be able to set aside some money for savings and for like spending on yourself and for fun, but then also making sure you're covering your basis and that you'll have money going on into the future. I heard in a podcast a year or two ago that when you're doing this and you're creating a budget, it's always important to also leave in like a a savings account. So in a in a savings account, save like your monthly expenses times three. So if anything happens, then you'll be able to fall back on those monthly expenses as well. So in creating a budget, make sure you're saving. Obviously, spend money on yourself, have fun, but make sure that you are able to pay for your basic necessities and that you are able to save money for the future if something were to go wrong and you needed it. The second tip that I have is to live within your means. In college, a lot of times if our parents are paying for stuff, I feel like we can easily live within our means because all of the money we have, we can spend on ourselves. But when you get out into the workforce in your early 20s, that habit is no longer sustainable. And I think it's great to develop that within college so that when you get out, you kind of can utilize that and and have that habit strict and like built in already so that when you get out, you can actually utilize that and, and work with it and and be able to live within your means. Because when you're first entering the workforce, you are not making a lot of money. You're not going to have those six-figure jobs right away. Maybe you will, but for a lot of people, that's not the case. And so being able to live within your means and, un- and avoid unnecessary expenses and prioritize your needs over your wants is really important in a time when you don't have a lot of money to just throw out and, and throw to the whatever whims that you have. So being able to prioritize your needs over your wants. Like for me, I um, prioritize like where I save money and live within my means is in transportation. So if I'm going from a place, I either um, drive my own car or I typically take the bus if I'm going from like location to another location or I bike or I walk. I tried not to get like Ubers and cars like that because that's what costs a lot of money. Or same thing with food. Like if I'm if I'm trying to like eat something instead of getting DoorDash or Uber Eats because that costs a lot of money and that all adds up, I will go grocery shopping and buy food and make it myself. And while that isn't always the like easiest option, it's definitely a way to live within your means and save money. And in terms of college related like 
if you're paying for your own textbooks or finding affordable housing or cooking, like cooking at home times or cooking at home to save money, those are really important skills to develop and kind of things to understand if you're trying to live within your means. So that's just another tip to kind of get you on track for when you graduate college or if you're already paying for your life now to kind of get you focused on actually being able to be financially independent because you aren't spending more than you make. The third tip is to work part-time or work in freelancing. So a lot of times in college, if you have parents paying for your um, tuition and for your life, you don't really think about taking up a part-time job. But this is great for multiple reasons. If you take a part-time job, you're building those life skills already. You are starting working and that's going to be great for your resume to kind of build show that you are able to deal with customers, that you're able to, you know, show up on time, complete tasks, etc, etc. But it also allows you to have that pocket money, which you can be saving. The most important thing I, I think that a lot of kids overpass when they're in college is if your college is being paid for, use that time, obviously, to learn and get a degree, but use that time to work and to get a part-time job and to be making that money that you can put aside as savings for when you get out into the real world because you're not going to have that once you get out you you it will be difficult to work your job and then a part-time job as well so while you have the opportunity and while your um, expenses are still being paid for you take advantage and work in part-time or work a part-time job or in freelancing and a lot of people don't know what freelancing is, but exploring freelancing options such as like writing or graphic design or even tutoring can be really great because it, it works with your own schedule. So like on the side, I work freelancing kind of for a marketing company, but then I also have a part-time job working for the school as what's called a career peer. So guidance on resumes and cover letters and things like that. So basically just taking advantage of the time that I have here that I don't have a lot of expenses and making sure I can like save up enough money for that kind of rainy day fund if I ever need it or to go traveling when I graduate or different things like that. Just having that fallback option is really, really great. And if you don't have a lot of expenses, you can start kind of building that now. Number four is kind of in relation to those who are in college, but this is to apply for scholarships and grants. Even when you're in college, you can continuously search for scholarships and grants to help offset your educational expenses. So a lot of times people just think when they get into college, the scholarships that they get getting into college are the only ones that they're going to have. But that's not actually true. Once you get into college, there are tons of scholarships that you can keep applying for within your school and then within the greater spectrum of college scholarships. So keep looking out for those. Keep applying. I know it's kind of discouraging because you're like, I'm never going to get a scholarship with all of these different applicants and means tested and whatnot. But keep trying. Look for all of the different opportunities you can if you're a Colorado student and you go to a school here, check in, check out the Colorado Opportunity Fund, just different things like that. Keeping an eye out for opportunities offered by your college or community or specific organizations you're in, anything like that can really help offset the uh, cost for if your parents are paying for it, your parents or you if you're paying for your tuition. Number five is looking into financial aid and student loans. And I kind of, I shy away from financial aid and student loans because while Student loans can be great if you can't afford college right now. Even if you declare bankruptcy, you are never going to escape those student loans. So be really careful when you take out student loans. Make sure that you're doing a degree that's actually going to pay back those student loans and make sure that you're not taking out more than you are willing to pay back because it will stand with you for the rest of your life. So understand what your financial aid package is. Take advantage of any grants or any subsidized loans that they give you. Be cautious with student loans and only borrow what is absolutely necessary is kind of my advice on that. Number six is the emergency fund. Like I talked about before, 
save a small amount regularly, put it into, I have a, a high yield savings account with um, Marcus, which is under Goldman Sachs. And it's, I think, a 4.40% yield every, um, or for the year. And so once you put your money into that, it continuously gains on itself. And then you only have to pay capital gains tax when you take it out. So it's really, really beneficial if you just have um, money to kind of put away and kind of save. So saving a small amount regularly to build an emergency fund for your unexpected expenses is so important. Like I talked about before, if you are at a time where you don't have a lot of expenses, saving as much money as possible for the future is so important right now. And then having this financial safety net can really prevent you from going into debt when you get older or, older or in cases of emergencies now in college or in your early 20s. Number seven is to invest in your education. Obviously, if you're in college, you are doing that, but make informed decisions about your major and your career path to ensure a good return on your investment. I know this sounds like kind of bad, but don't do a major that's not going to actually pay anything in the future. Even if you love it so much, don't do it if it's not going to have a good return on investment. You have to think smart about when you're spending like over 100K on a college degree, you really have to think like smartly about or make good decisions, I suppose, about um, what you're actually going to do with your life. And if this is this major and this career path is going to be a good return on the investment and then seeking out internships and co-op programs that provide valuable work experience is the best way to invest in your education. What employers want to see nowadays more than anything is obviously graduation from college, but more importantly, it's the work you do outside of college. It is the internships, it's the clubs you join, it's the leadership positions, everything like that. When you're investing in your education, even when you're in college and you were joining clubs and you were getting out in the community, you are showing employers that you are someone who is going to be passionate and active to work with and that you have experience taking control of your life and doing those leadership positions and maybe managing a team or managing a group. It already sets you apart from other applicants and it makes you more valuable in the workforce. Therefore, or um, people will pay you more to work for them. So when you're investing in your education, it's not just about going to college. It's about taking advantage of every single opportunity that comes your way. Number eight is to open a bank account. So like I said before, I have a high yield savings account with Marcus under Goldman Sachs. That's really great. If you have a lot of money, you can just put away for savings. But when you're choosing a bank account, choose a bank account with low or no fees for students. Um, I have a bank account through a company and um, they have like a student account. I, they had a high school one for me when I was in high school. Now they have a college account and it has no fees for me. So that's really great because I don't have to worry about that as a student. So choose a bank account with low or no fees for students. There's also a lot of credit cards and we'll talk about credit cards later, but um, Things like the Discover credit card for students are fantastic because I think when you join, when you refer a friend, you automatically get $100 and then you get cash back on a bunch of things that students actually use. So different things like that are really important to look out for. And then also when you're opening a bank account, consider setting up the savings account, like I said, to separate your emergency fund from where you're spending your money. So maybe have a checking account for where you're spending your money or a credit card for where you're spending your money and then a savings account for... Um, when you want to save and have that emergency fund. 
Number nine is to learn to cook and meal prep. Like I said before, when you're dining out or when you're door dashing, that's a lot more expensive. So cooking at home is often the most cost-effective way to kind of feed yourself and to eat. And going to the grocery store and buying in bulk, or not buying in bulk necessarily, but instead of buying like a bunch of mini things, you buy like one tub of yogurt instead of a bunch of little tubs of yogurt to save money. That is all cost-effective ways to feed yourself and to take care of yourself. Also, planning your meals and stacks ahead of time helps you avoid impulse and expensive food choices and like impulsing impulse buying decisions on food because if you're out and you have a snack in your bag that you've packed versus if you're out and you're getting hungry and you just impulsively buy a big lunch that you didn't really need because you didn't have that snack that really makes all the difference in saving money and kind of taking care of yourself financially and also feeding yourself <laughs> number 10 is using student discounts. A lot of places offer student discounts to kids that are in college. I know H&M has like a student program where they take 15% off every time um, you buy something because you're a student. The buses, a lot of times public transportation gives student discounts. Take advantage of those student discounts on software, entertainment, transportation, and anything else because it really does add up and it really does help. And this will pretty much be the only time in your life where you're able to use those student discounts. So take advantage of it. And then always ask if there's a student discount available, even if they don't like tell you that there is. Ask if there's a student discount available before making a purchase because it really, really helps you in the long run. Number 11 is to avoid credit card debt. Like I talked about before, credit cards are great. I have a credit card that helps me um, get cash back on my purchases and helps me build a credit score. But if you have a credit card, you have to use it responsibly and pay off the balance each month because you do not want to be racking up credit card debt. The interest rates on credit card debt are so high, they will just keep loading on top of each other and then accumulating and beware of accumulating high interest debt because that can become quickly unmanageable. And so taking care of your credit card helps you stay financially independent because you are not worried about um, you know, getting into that high interest debt. And so what I typically do when I'm paying off my credit card is to just not spend more than I have. Um, if you have a credit card, obviously you can get like an advance in, um, advanced money that you don't actually have. And that can be great in, in buying like necessities if you can't actually afford your necessities. But if you're in college and you don't really have expenses, do not spend more than you have on your credit card because then you won't be able to responsibly pay it off each month and then you get into debt and it's a whole cycle that you just really want to avoid. So pay off your credit card if you get a credit card. Number 12 is to build credit responsibly. Kind of goes along with number 11, but establishing good credit at a young age is so important for your financial future. You should, before you're even like 18, I'm pretty sure you can get a credit card under your parents and you should be building that credit score. Um, it's really great if you have parents that can put you under their credit card who and parents that actually have a good credit score, put them under, put uh, you under their credit card on their like credit card system. And then you're building that credit there. As soon as you can get your own credit card, spend it on simple things like gas or groceries. And that helps you build credit and establishing good credit is so important because it allows you to get loans and all of that different stuff. It's considered kind of a secure credit card or becoming an authorized user on a parent's card to start building credit. Like I said, is really, really important. And number 13, the last tip I have for you guys in terms of being financially independent at a young age is to network and explore career opportunities. This goes all the way back to taking advantage of every opportunity that's given to you. 
but attending career fairs and networking events to explore potential job opportunities really helps you see what's out there and understand what careers you could have and, you know, where you could go and how you can actually make money in this world. And also, just a little tip, but they give out a lot of free food. So if you're a struggling college student, go to all the events because a lot of times they'll have free food. And then this also helps you build a professional network and it can lead to those internships and part-time jobs and future job offers and everything else that sets you apart from other candidates. So networking and exploring opportunities is so important to building financial independence because it puts you in the rooms and it puts you in the places that give you the opportunities to make something of yourself. So those are all the tips that I have for you guys. Remember, financial independence is a gradual process, so be patient, stay focused on your goals, and regularly reassess your budget and your financial situation because you always need to make those necessary adjustments when either you lose a job or you get another job or different things happen. Maybe you have more expenses, less, et cetera, et cetera. So always be making changes to your budget, checking up on your financials, making sure you're in a good spot, and you guys should be on your way to financial independence in no time. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and that it was really helpful. I will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye!